This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. So Justin Haley right now is leading this race on the 4th of July weekend at Daytona. A non-cup regular could win this race. Because of the storm in the area, the lightning in the area, a red flag has been displayed on the field. There's your winner. Justin Haley has won his first ever Monster Energy Cup Series race. The stars aligned and to come back and get redemption in the Cup Series is, is pretty cool. And it's, it's just unreal. I don't know how to feel. Hey, welcome to NASCAR America. I'm Jeff Burton, Steve Latart, Kyle Petty, Nate Ryan. Nate, what'd you think about Daytona? I thought it was thrilling racing, and then unfortunately, the rain. KP? <laughs> yeah, look, I thought the y'all got to the end of the second segment, and I'm like on the edge of the couch because I'm at home and I'm watching. I'm like those last ten laps in that second segment. You would have thought it was the Daytona 500, the Brickyard, and the championship all rolled into one race. It was exciting. Yeah, I was down in the pit box, and I won't lie, I was supposed to be helping with the broadcast, but there were good chunks of laps there that I kind of turned into a fan between what you and Junior were just explaining. I thought the action was fantastic on the racetrack to the point where I thought at one point y'all were going to come out of the booth. I could yeah. like see you pushed yes. up against the glass. Yes. It was. Um, it did not disappoint. I mean, the action on the racetrack, first time with this package, it was there. I, I, I thought the racing was great. I mean, it was fun and that that you heard how excited we were that was just I mean it's just so much fun to watch the drivers have a package where they could go and just attack each yeah. other and you know the cars actually driving poorly I thought made the race better, better which you and I've talked about a lot like in some places that hasn't been the case but on Sunday that was certainly the case but uh, as you know weather had a huge role in what happened yeah. on Sunday's event so let's go back and start from the beginning of when the weather came and see what the teams were dealing with Strike the lightning. Out of four right there. Pretty close. Check for lightning bolts. Come on, Josh. That had to be your lightning strike right there. Yeah. NASCAR ain't talking about it. We'll put, uh, put a set of scuffs on it. Top it off of fuel on the same the right for later. I'm trying to wait for one to go to come in and do anything. Staying out, though, until one to go, correct? Yes. Hopefully the rain will hit right in that window. Sure, I think we just stay out until we know it's going green. 10-4, buddy. That's my call. I like it. Hey, I don't care. We, we're not going to pit. We're just going to go. We got to sit in the green to get gas. Screw it. That's what we'll do. They're talking about it anyway. I'm up here lobbying. Stay out. Just stay out. We ain't running the point. Stay out. I'm yelling about lightning and Tyler Green's yelling twice as loud because he's got the one. It'll be one to go when they get here. So they're not going to call it here. So we'll come in and put four tires of fuel on it right here. Brakes like hail. We positioned ourselves for the longest we could to be the leaders. I'm happy with what we did. I'll get us back up there. 77 for your leader. Caution, short turn light back on. We're not going to go everywhere we've got lightning within our radius. We have lightning in the area. We're under steep shelter warning. 
They're doing the lightning thing, Joe. It is. A, it's the way they're going to call it. Not going, not going, not going, not going, not going. Are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. Got the news of the century. They took one away from me in 2014 as well. Fairly consistent for, for really outdoor events. If you look at college football, they'd have the same policy. And, and what that is, is and it's hard to, to understand if you're sitting at home watching, but uh, even if it's not raining, if there's a lightning strike within eight miles, that's an immediate stop for us. Or as soon as we can get the cars stopped on track, um, it's an immediate plan for the track to begin you know, to evacuate their, their personnel. So we rely on the track uh, for that data. Once that comes across, you know, our phones and, and notification that it's within eight miles, we, we go into action to do that. And from that strike, it is the 30-minute minimum before we can resume activities. So almost like a countdown clock, if you get another strike, start 30 minutes again. Okay, so let's remind everybody how we got here, right? We had the big wreck, right? Took out a lot of good cars, and then Pete then... Pits get opened. Some people decide to pit. Some people decide to stay out, right? You heard that conversation, why people were staying out. They were hoping that the race would get called for rain or lightning or whatever. And then here we are with this mixture of group of, of people that pitted and people that didn't pit. Kurt Busch and his team, they obviously came down pit road because it came to one to go, right? NASCAR said one to go, then off turn two, NASCAR pulled it and said, nope, not one to go. We got a lightning strike. So that's where that's what the teams all had to deal with. Yeah. So after listening to what O'Donnell said and watching all that, see where are you? So I feel that there are some interesting terms in there. The first one is we show the video of the lightning strike, and the spotter says it's pretty close. But then I hear Steve O'Donnell say eight mile radius. Well, that, that's that's not pretty close. That's specific. So the tools and the equipment that they have, that they use, this isn't a judgment call. This isn't NASCAR sitting in the tower looking out the window. Nate, I know you spoke to him. And make sure I'm saying this correctly. Right? Yeah. They're not sitting up there saying, hey, well, I see lightning. No, there is a senior competition official who is in the tower, probably standing next to Steve O'Donnell, who is in contact with a company called The Weather Company, which this is this forecasting IT company in Atlanta. And as soon as there is a lightning strike within an eight-mile radius, the word comes down to NASCAR, and NASCAR immediately brings cars off the track, talks to the track about its emergency planning yeah. and makes sure they're evacuating the grandstands. And that's it for 30 minutes. There's a 30-minute hold. And this is a policy, by the way, that's been in place since 2016. Yeah. NASCAR has said whenever there's a lightning strike within eight miles and we get word of it from the weather company, action stops on track for so 30 minutes. So it shows up on the data for the weather company. Right. It's not and, – and, and look, and look, I mean – I, I drive down the highway all the time and see lightning. Can you tell how far away it is? Well, so no. I mean, these guys are riding down the back stretch and they're like, "There's one," and NASCAR didn't call it. But you don't know if that's 15 miles away well, or so 20 miles away. So that's what I. So when I hear fluke winds and all this stuff, let's be clear. When the caution came out after the wreck, the one was leading, but in front of the 77 was the 24 and the 48 yep. and some other cars, and they all chose to pit at the start of the yellow. The one, being very strategic, says, "We're going to stay out." I like that call. One to go comes. I'm not going to second guess Matt McCall. He's like, look, we got to come. we got to get some tires. Like, we, we played it as long as we could because of that time. Kurt didn't second guess him. Kurt said, I'm no happy one. with this call. No one I'm did, happy right? With this, call. this was a great call. Look, the lights are off on the truck. Yeah. They're going racing. Jeff, how many times have they taken away one to go? Hundreds of times yes. for hundreds of reasons. Many times. So the fact that I know this is not an opinion-based call, this is a factual and a database yeah. call, tells me that it is an unfortunate set of circumstance for the one of uh, Kurt Busch. I yeah. feel even worse for Landon Castle because he yes. was running second, and perhaps they could have stayed out as well. 
The 77 wins fair and square. I have won under weather. You have won under weather. Kyle, I assume at some point in your career, yeah. weather has aided you. It's part of racing. Yeah. The lightning makes it more complicated because when I was a crew chief, I looked for rain. Yeah. Lightning, <laughs> the reason they clear is because guess what? It can strike anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's what, this is different. Right. Right. So when it's raining, it's raining. Like it's an That's easy right. call for NASCAR, yeah, right. right? In this Simple situation, call. you can't see it. You can't look out of the racetrack and say, oh my gosh, you can't race. If you race, it would be a wreck. Yeah. So it leaves people, you know, people think, well, did they just say it because yeah. they didn't want Kurt to win? Or right. did they, you know, right? But the truth of the matter is, they take all that away by just saying, if it's eight miles, we get a strike, we're going to shut it down. They did it, they did it all weekend. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, that's right. we they sat did. there the first time this weekend. Yeah, yeah we sat it. there that's this exactly weekend right. with nothing on the track, and we're like, doo, 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 like it's, you know what I mean? You but did like four practices. Every Xfinity practice. <laughs> hey, so what was the name of that company again? The Weather Company. Okay, so yeah. if I'm a crew chief, what am I doing today? I'm calling the Weather Company, yeah. and I'm going to say, hey, guess what? <laughs> I have a radar. I could give you all the different apps we used on top of yeah. the pit box, right? I have a radar. What I need you guys to do is I know eight miles is a magical number, so why don't you all let me know when it's 15 away and trending towards 10 or 12? Exactly. Because I want to be – if, if yeah. not, shame on them. It's new to everybody, and, but this and was the example. Teams now are armed with the knowledge that even if NASCAR says one to go until the restart, if the lightning strikes, yeah, it starts off, right? Yeah. I mean, that, the lightning strikes, if a car blows an oil line, yeah, if, if the scoring line's wrong, one to go means nothing yes. other yeah. than we're giving you one lap warning and we, we yeah. hope it all comes oh, back they, around. They, they, they pulled it back because the lineup's not right. Yeah. They, oh, they've yeah. done, they've done one to go plenty of times, and then it starts raining on one end of the racetrack and pulled it back. It's really no different than that. It's no different than any other weather situation. They pulled a one to go where you had you're under caution. You had an incident like under caution. They said, oh, yeah. we can't go one to go. So it really is no different than that, other than it's new. Yeah, we, mm -hmm. we you know normally you can see it here. It is, and in this case you can't. It's just it's a system that's automated. This is the deal, and NASCAR is going to shut it down. And they were consistent with it all weekend long. But the other thing that was a lot of conversation about Spire Motorsports. Yep. Like who yep. is who is Spire Motorsports? What are they about? What are they doing winning a cup race, right? I mean, there was yeah. a lot of conversation about that. Who am I and why am I here? Yeah, and Spire Motorsports is a team that is, I think it's fair to describe them as fledgling. They bought the Furniture Row Racing Charter uh, during the offseason, uh, got a bank loan for $6 million to go and get this Furniture oh, Row Oh, they didn't get it charter. for free? They did not get it for free. Oh, really? Nobody just And uh, they have worked with Premium Motorsports, <laughs> which has leased them uh, sh uh, shop space and builds their cars. They've used multiple drivers. Uh, they've run at the back. You know, prior to this race, the best season for the number 77 car that Justin Haley won in, prior to this race, that, that car's best finish in the, those 17 races was 29th. So with all of that, I think that creates the kind of perception here of for fans, okay, you know, how does how is this warranted? Is this is this justified? You know, does this team Somehow, you know, deserve. Yeah. I know deserve is not really well, yeah, in question. Is not a question. I, I, Listen, if you line up, about a if you line up, you deserve to be there. Obviously, they bought the charter. They played by the rules. They rolled through that inspection station. They put a driver in that car that they felt like was competitive and make no bones about it. Austin Haley had a shot at winning the race, the Xfinity race last year, went below the line. Thought he had won yeah. the race. Run second the night before this race. So they've got a driver that knows how to run speedways. Okay, they played by the rules. Everybody rolled the dice. Same. Granted, they've rolled and come up 29th so many times, whatever it is. At the same time, he said it a minute ago, the 24, the one. There's so many cars that were out there that had that opportunity 
that came down pit road. So before I comment, though, I, because because I have worked on we've all worked on teams, but I think the perspective you bring that perhaps we can't is you've been a car owner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So 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 take take your analyst hat on just for a minute and put us in position of a car owner. You've had to look at the budget and make budget decisions. Does yes. that give you an opinion one way or other what Spire's doing? Okay, so we, we heard Suspenso there say, we're not pitting. We might have to pit under green, but we're not racing for points. That's an owner's decision. That's a, a crew chief. That's a guy who's playing a different game. Don't. There's no bones about it. And, and listen, there are multiple business models on that racetrack every Sunday. Multiple business models. They may not be sporting models, but they're multiple business models. Some guys go to run, win the race. Some guys go to make the top 20, 25 in the race or in points and get to that place. Some guys go just to make a buck. And the business play here for Spire is by buying the number 78 charter, they essentially guaranteed themselves exactly. seven-figure returns. You know, the charter system yes. guarantees payouts yeah, well, hold for, on, hold on. for successful teams. Yeah, but put the asterisk next to the guarantee. The guarantee is if you bring a race car to 36 races. Right. Right. So any right. business guy out there says, yeah. well, I'm just going to go buy one. Well, you still have no, to get a car to the racetrack. Yeah, you got to go. you got to get to the racetrack, which get costs there. seven figures again. Exactly. So my, here, here's my thing when it comes to this. I'm not going to judge why or how Spire Motorsports got here. I love the fact that we're close to full fields. I think we need close to full fields. I think we all talk about Justin Haley's first win. Well, this was Spire Motorsports' first win. They put it together. They got the loan. They found the charter. It wasn't any of us. And my big question is, I just love to see where it goes from here. I'm okay with the model that got them to the racetrack to this point because everyone starts somewhere. Rick Hendrick famously says, if Jeff Bodine doesn't win at Martinsville, our doors are shut. So there have been these magical wins for both drivers and car owners. I think Spire Motorsports took a gamble. The gamble has paid off, and I'm excited to see what this springboard becomes because I also think that one win's not going to fix it for the next no, however sure, many races, sure. right? They're not going to instantly become a front runner, but I bet they pick and choose where they spend the, but, that finances and try to improve at certain tracks. Exactly. Now, you're, you're right. Do they take this and, and use it as an opportunity and use it as a springboard to go forward? I certainly hope so because... As much as we talk about young drivers and young, young, young drivers in the sport, young crew members trying to bring the fan base back, every owner we have is over 80. And you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no new owner. My point is there's no new owners knocking the door down to get in this sport. Spire said, we're going to make a $6 million investment. Yes, there's going to be a return on that investment. Where can we go from here? That will be, that will be the telltale of, of what happened. I mean, as, as you look back on it. So I understand why why some fans are like, this team, you know, they're not out there competing the way that, that Hendrick does or the way Childress does. They don't deserve to. I get it. I understand where they're coming from. The, the, where, the model of this sport right now is that we don't have a full field of unbelievably yeah. competitive cars, okay? And so, you know, what about the opportunity for a Justin Haley? What about the opportunity for a guy like Alex Bowman, who didn't always drive for Rick Hendrick. Yeah. What about an opportunity for Matt Benedetto, you know, Ross Chastain, whom yep. everybody right now thinks is the greatest driver in the world? What about him? Like, was Ross Chastain always driving great equipment? No, he wasn't. No. So instead of diminishing this team and what they're trying to do, I can't understand why people don't say, here's a group of people that took a chance. They went and took a loan out. They went and took a loan out. They're bringing cars to the – it wasn't given to them. Yeah. They're giving a chance to a Justin Haley. They're giving a chance to young drivers. Is it the same chance as if when Rick Hendrick calls? No, it's not. 
but it's an opportunity to show what you can do. And look at what the, look what Ross Chastain did with his opportunity. Look what Alex Bowman did with his opportunity, right? Look at those things. And, and that matters. We need a place for young yeah. drivers to go. True. And what, and you know what? In 1979, I guarantee you the 30th place car was not, not as mm -hmm. well-funded yeah. as Eddie Motorsport. <laughs> and, and, and you're exactly right, because there, there used to be C teams, B teams, and A teams. And now it's just A teams and these guys. And that's the way. To, there's not there's not a B and a C level almost. You you don't you don't think there is. But but here's here's the thing. Okay, it is America loves an underdog, but we're criticizing this team yes. and this driver and <laughs> right. everything about. It. He did a great job. He kept that thing out of the wall. Yeah. He raced all day long. If you go back, I, you know, the only time they really broke out of the pack, if you go back and look at the pack and got away from them, was when they came down pit road. That's because they yeah. don't have a Gibbs caliber pit crew and stuff. Anytime you get them bunched up, the whole pack run together all day. That's the way the pack was. So these guys took what they were dealt, took their hand of cards, and they played it. And they played it a little bit different than maybe the Hendrick guys did or the guys that got in the crash and the way things work. And it came away a winner, man. And don't forget, but it's, an, it's an underdog with a short shelf life. I mean, Justin Could Haley. Be. Is that their fault? It's yeah. not, but I'm just saying that that Could factors be. into the way it's perceived by fans. Justin Haley is not making the playoffs. This team is not making the playoffs. Yeah. And this was a race that's billed as this is the underdog shot of winning a race. Okay. So, so, so what is the shelf? Let me I, ask you a question. So, what's the definition of shelf life? Is it measured in races or in years? I think in this case it's measured by a, the win and what happens for the win. So, so it's Shane Lee's and, and, to, and to Kyle's point, you know, where will this team be? Yeah. What if this team doesn't make it a few years yeah, from now? Look, I think that's the question that fans, and, and, and and I we'll, think that's a fair question. We'll, we'll, question. We will look back on it and say, biggest fluke that ever happened in the sport. Right. Okay. But, I said it before, Joey Logano and Greg Zipidelli won from 29th position because they stayed out at, at, at New Hampshire for his very first win, and everybody said, fluke, fluke, fluke. And now look at Joey Logano, okay? I'm just saying, that was the same thing, man. He, from, same better thing equipment, he was driving be, for Gibbs. Be, better yeah. equipment, better equipment, right. better stuff, don't get me wrong. But he was not, that year, he wasn't even competitive. He wasn't in yeah. the race. Yeah. So I look at that and I say, if we look back at Justin Haley in 20 years and he's won 10 or 15 races and a championship or something, we won't even remember the way this played out because it's going to be another win and so, there's no asterisk. Here's my struggle. Shane Lee started his third Xfinity race for a brand new race team in Daytona. Third. H2 Motorsports. Yeah. Third team. If they would have won that race, nobody would have these same problems. Yes. So is that the team's Good fault point. or the charter system's fault? Because I believe that nobody would say, man, that H2, you know. No, they would say, what? Oh, they started a team. They've come to three. It's not the team's fault, right? The team went out and did what they all should do. Yeah. If they're not there to gamble to win the race, don't show up. Yeah. And, and, so, and what's wrong with the charter system? Like, so here's the problem. We want to measure everything as it is today. Right. What if three years from now the sport looks different and that charter system is exactly what the sport needs. It had to be started at some point. It's the same with provisionals. We used to have provisionals. And then we go through a year where the provisional thing didn't work and everybody said, oh my God, the provisional system's so messed up. Well, how do you change it on a yearly basis? Correct. This, this is built for long-term success for car owners. We should be applauding car owners that are coming into this sport, wanting to make an investment. If with You can't have races without car owners and racetracks. I promise you they're lined up at the door to drive them. Yeah. 
and there's not many of them lined up at the door to be owners. For now, better or worse, Spire Motorsports and Justin Haley don't win this race if the charter system isn't in existence. No, the only reason yeah. they're in that race is 100%. 100%. But I'm going to change any of that to take away the celebration that they should have. Right. Yes. They're is the it, winners. Spire Motorsports is, has won more races than Roush Fenway this year, more races than Richard Toast Racing this yes. year, and half as many as Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. One more race than Stuart Haas. Right? So, wow. I'm with you. Very complicated. <laughs> I'm matter, celebrating. But I'm man. positive. This positive. Not, New this winner. Not, I'm celebrating. Look at this I'm, one down here. You're going to like it. Hey, doesn't like it. I like it. I like it. I'm here to play Devil's Advocate. Yeah, go ahead. I like it. I like it too. Also, Saturday night, Justin Haley was hanging out on Daniel Henrik's bus, and he expressed that he felt the world of racing was completely stacked against him. This is what Daniel Henrik tweeted. It's pretty cool. Sat in his bus, and you know, then he talked about yeah. how things just didn't feel good, and then boom, look at him. That's yeah, crazy. Cup winner. Wonder how he so. feels about it now. That's the same tweet that uh, Kurt Busch sent out after the race. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to go through the field when we come back. There's, as you can see, this is going to be a spirited conversation today. Looking forward to it. And then we have a really cool promotion we want to talk about. NASCAR and NBC Sports working on something. And guess what? It involves a local track near you. In the last two races have produced first-time winners in the Cup Series. I think that'll continue. That trend. I, I said we're gonna get two new winners, man. I'm not saying nothing. My track, my roots. My first memories of going to the racetrack are East Bay Raceway, uh, just outside of Tampa, Florida. My grandfather raced dirt sprint cars there. They would sneak me into the pits in the gooseneck of the trailer, and then they'd tell me to make sure I sat in the trailer or I was allowed to sit up on top of the trailer, but I couldn't walk around the pits. Some of my most fond memories are being on the four-wheeler with my dad, pushing my grandfather up to the, the grid. I loved watching my grandfather compete or after the event going to get my picture made in victory lane and I would stand up in the driver's seat. He would sit on the left Nerf bar and we would drive it back to the tech shed with my dad on the four-wheeler pushing us back to the tech barn. Love those stories from yeah, racetracks cool around. Stuff, and yeah. Listen, we are so proud to announce that we at NBC Sports are joining forces with NASCAR. We are officially launching the Grassroots Racing yes. Tour today. And listen, this is really simple. Uh, Season-long campaign, you go to a short track, some, something that you love at that short track, and we all love short tracks. You see it, you like it, tweet about it, hashtag my track, my roots. Tell yep. us the cool stories about the people you're watching race, the heroes of those racetracks, all the things that you see that are cool with your local racetracks. Well, I think it's been proven, right? We can't be everywhere, but no. every, but race fans are. Yeah. So be a race fan because yeah. I'm going to go to some short tracks. I always do. You'll go. I know you'll go. Yeah. Not just us, the competitors. NASCAR's highest three levels are going to be there. Local short track guys. That call today had everybody, 500 different yeah. tracks. Yeah. I mean, the it's going to be great. The only person we didn't hear from on the call was Kyle Larson, who's probably somewhere racing. He was racing. Probably had a hell Racing tonight at some some <laughs> grassroots track out there somewhere. So just remember, my, hashtag my track, my roots. You, yes. you see those stories, man. We want to hear about them. We want to promote short track racing. Yes. We want to tell those stories, and 
We're all with this together. We're all ra- if you're watching this show, right. you're probably a race yeah. fan. And I love it. Some guys are already on board. They're already participating. And this is one that I've been to. You go to Oswego, New York to watch a Supers run. You want to see something crazy? You watch someone strap into a Super <laughs> Modified. Michael Barnes earned a 13th career win in the Super Modified on Saturday night. He's got the plaque there. It was awesome. Look, and, and how about Gas City Speedway, uh, I-69, where Jeff Gordon Got some of his star. So we talk about Jeff Gordon at Daytona. We talk about Jeff Gordon at, at, at Indy. But somewhere, he had to start somewhere. He started at a small track somewhere, and you got to see him run before anybody else. I'll give you all one guess. Where's Lone Star Speedway? Well, I'm guessing Texas, but I want to find <laughs> out. I, I've never heard of it. i got to find out how far it is from the big track. This is a perfect example. Maybe we have a new place to go check out. Exactly. Well, check it out right here. Uh, Lenny, Lenny Guyver won the feature in the limited modified division over the weekend. So it's guys like yeah. that and stories like that that we want to talk about because you know at night yeah. they're working on their race cars, they're committed yeah. to racing, and those guys, they put so much effort and energy in there. By the way, Listen, they're exceptionally fun to go watch race. You know, you know, in all the years we went to Daytona, in July, or in February or in July, they'd be working on them in the parking lot and running Volusia, working on them in the yeah. parking lot and running New Smyrna. No matter where you go, there's somebody working on a race car to go run a local short track. I might pack the little placard with us. We'll take it with yeah. us to all the tracks we let's, go to. Let's do it. <laughs> Take your picture. <laughs> That's it. Everywhere we go. All right. Up next, we're going to do Turning Point. And why did this big one happen? There may be some different opinions on this one. Mm. I see what's happening below me, um, and I'm just on the gas trying to get through it, and I just... Man, so close. Uh, nowhere else to go. Um, you know, at that point, you just go up and you really don't even lift. You see it happening. You're just trying to get through it as quick as possible. And I'm um, hoping you can get through it, but then just got tagged in the left rear. And part of the game. Originally, uh, off of turn four, I thought me and the nine would be able to get by the uh, 11, but the nine wasn't clear. Um, I, I really thought it was kind of urgent because of the lightning and rain coming. So I jumped up there, had a good push from the 14, and my plan as soon as I cleared the 11 was to cut left and get down again. Yeah, I hate that happened. It was, uh, felt like we were doing a pretty good job, really, as a group. Um, just needed to keep it going. It's hot, slick out there, and it's just super hard to hang on to them. Um, we're having to, li- at least I was having to lift. Um, I couldn't run wide open around the track where I'd spin out. So a lot of um, car control here, here at Daydona, and uh, you really don't think you should have to, but um, this package just, it's, uh, it's wild. Yeah, deeper in the tra- uh, in traffic, there's just less air. Um, everybody's getting comfortable and getting used to it. We ran three wide from the front row to the last row for a long time there. So uh, I think everybody is, is driving well and, and being smart, but uh, it's, it's not easy. The cars are moving all over the place. So yeah, we're there on the fourth on the bottom lane, and I see the three spinning. And I really didn't have to hit the brakes that hard because the three was coming off the track, and luckily, um, I don't know, the seeds just parted. That's just all good fortune. <laughs> I can't really explain the rest of that. That was pretty bad, man. Um, yeah, I mean, and then he just kept coming down. Ah, hell, I don't know. What do you do? What do you say? It's just nature of the beast for this type of racing. I don't know. It's uh, it's part of this, this kind of racing. I was being aggressive and trying to keep the lead, and that's what you get. You know, it's part of it. Um, and there's a lightning strike right there, so. Uh, just thought I'd try and try and keep it up front, and uh, we had a fast car. Really proud of the guys. Hate it uh, ended that way, and wish we could have worked with the Chevys um, to finish off what we'd started. Did you have a chat with Austin about it in the care center? It doesn't matter. 
<laughs> so, so clearly, uh, the turning point of this race Doesn't was the 119, lap, the wreck on lap 119. And everybody, the sense of urgency had gotten raised yeah. up. That's what I was going right. to say. Is everybody mentioned the weather? We yeah. saw some crazy racing. Yeah. yeah. So, so everybody was thinking we're coming to the checkered. Yeah. We just don't know when the checkered yeah. is going to happen. <laughs> so we started to see this intense uh, action pick up. And so let's go back and look at it. So here, you know, Clint Boyer is is helping Austin Dillon, pushing him by. Right here, they make contact. Of course, in front of the whole field, right? And now that's why you're in this big, big wreck. First and second getting together. So I heard you analyze this from the booth. I actually disagree with what you and Dale Jr. both said. Um, I think right here, you look at the 14, takes a left. I feel the three goes down the block right here. Catches the 14, turns in front of them, basically crashes the field. I have a case of aggressive blocking, KP. That's how I saw that wreck go down. Uh, look, I'm I'm on I'm with Steve on this. I'm sorry. So it's two against one. I, I know like you. This. I know you feel different because in, in his own words, he said, "I just kept coming left." Yes, well, even when we got together, I just kept coming left. We heard Clint say he just kept coming left. You know what I mean? So yeah, I see the bump. I understand you, what, what you've said, and I understand. He hasn't said anything yet. Yeah, you've already heard his I've heard his argument. Yeah, but, but I've understood <laughs> through the discussion that the thing is, but I just think he. Could you have gotten out of it? What, what do you think? And listen, let me say this. That's a good one. Let me say this. It's hard <laughs> to second guess a driver yeah. in that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are looking at the film. We are making an educated guess because we've all been around this sport. But still, second guessing these guys at this speed is crazy sometimes. Well, well so, so listen, listen. I, 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 there's another piece of video that I want to see. The slow motion. You know, right. So this is, where, this is what I'm looking at, okay? So right here. Right? There's no question that Austin Dillon right now is thinking, I need to get on the bottom. Or at least that's I would be thinking. Yeah. Like, get on that bottom lane. Boyer makes contact with him when he tries to turn left. As soon as Boyer's clear, it's a race to the bottom, right? Boyer wants to get beside him. So, right here, look at the back of the three car. Okay? The back of the three car is around more than the front's turning left. So, that starts Austin Dillon. That contact starts Austin Dillon moving down, okay? And then they make contact. And then from here on, Man, I don't think that either one of them is a complete. Look at that. That's not him turning down. Now he's back right. He was correcting his car. His, he was far enough around where he turned back right and corrected his car. So you don't think he's in control here still? So now he's. I, I, I think that, well, we have the benefit of slow motion, right? Yes, right. we do. Right. Yes, we do. And yes, they, we and do. they don't. Go quicker yeah. 200? And they this don't. This is in our case. No, so, so that contact got, yeah. them, got them going, and I think from then they're not as yeah. in control. And listen, it doesn't matter because Dale Jr. agrees with me. <laughs> I, I, you know, like for y'all, you, listen, and Dale I, Jr. and I, right? That's all I need to know. And, 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 and look, I do. But uh, that slow motion to me, and, and we're all going to see what we want to see. That's what's great about this sport yes. is, is yes. You're, you're one fan and you see it your way and he sees it no way. But when he comes over and he just keeps coming. Right. Just, and then his words say, I just kept going left. Clint Boyer says he just kept coming left. So I, I agree. They probably did make contact. They got in that position. But I, I'm good with your analysis to hear as it keeps going forward, keeps going forward. You see him getting loose. We're going to go right through that. But then I think there's a point in time where he's back under control, at least my opinion is he is. See, they're, in con they're making contact right there. Right, but yeah, but I think right here he could have got away from right it. Right here I think up the racetrack is an option. Now, granted, this is frame by frame. 
I've never gone 200 miles yeah, an hour, right. so who am I to judge? I've yeah. just watched a lot of I races. Hear I hear you. So it's almost like this. My opinion is this. The wrecking started, but I do think there is a point where even it might have been subconsciously, but Austin Dillon was like, oh, nope, I'm going that way. Yeah. Like, I am. Yeah, if I'm like, going to win, I've got to be yeah. down there. i got to be down there. Yeah. And, and, I agree. But the beauty is, and he said it, the beauty is I want the fans to know that when you're sitting on your couch yeah. and your buddy your grandfather, your brother says you're wrong, yeah. and and you're wrong, and you have a spirited debate. It's totally acceptable because yeah, we is. have some spirited debate. And yes. you know what? The two guys that are in the wreck, they don't agree with how yeah. the wreck happened. No. So I don't think there's a wrong answer other than I'm not sure yours is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know this. I do know this. I I love to see those guys going for the win. Yes, right? I tell you, that's and, exactly and right. Like no matter the, what, the drivers deserve. So much credit, right? We talk about the packages and the track and all that. You know, it's sometimes the drivers just make it happen. Yeah. And and we've seen it. The first our first two races, we've seen great racing. Yeah. And that's just trying to win this I, race. I'm gonna tell you the other thing I love to see in a situation like this. Whether it we they we saw that that blitz of a lot of different drivers talking about the wreck. Nobody ever pointed fingers. They right. just said it's that kind of racing. It's that kind of. Ra We're all aggressive. We're all being aggressive. Nobody said it's this guy. It's this guy. It's this guy. Hey, no, they all backed away. All we heard was about manufacturer plans. Yeah, and I applaud the drivers because I think they did that to the best of their ability. But when the checkered flag was out, even at the end of stage one, I saw drivers. Yeah. In the last two and a half or three miles, become race car drivers, yeah. and I was very thankful to see that. But I'm not sure the manufacturer's plans didn't get us in that shape right there. Well, the manufacturer's plans mean they wrecked a whole lot of the same make when they started mm -hmm. wrecking. So yeah. right here, this is it, right? Joey Logano said, I've worked with my That's Fords. Right. They're all Fords in the picture. If this didn't happen, I was going to stand up and start yelling. Joey Logano's move saved me the effort because <laughs> it proved to me that they were out here racing. Even the Chevys got organized yeah. there at the end. The, yeah. But when the weather came... Game on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Game like, on. Okay. I yeah. can't see your manufacturer. Yeah. I'm just going to go with you. And thank goodness for it. Right? Yes. I, I, listen, we didn't do it. We, we, we're not sitting here saying we wanted to see a wreck. But no. what we love to see is the intensity of the yes. drivers going for a win that matters a great deal. Yeah. Think about the two guys that were going for that win. Yeah. Right? Think about the point situation. That's exactly yeah. right. right. Think about the point situation. And they were digging, having to yes. make something. That's it. Happen. I'm blaming the playoffs for the wreck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> blame the playoffs. That? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, we got a special shout out coming up for an exceptionally inspirational driver that will get back in the car this weekend. Race for the NTT IndyCar Series. Championships heating up there, Steve. Oh, I can't wait. North of the border, heading to Toronto Sunday at 3 p.m. on NBCSN. I want to see if Rossi can dominate like he did on the streets of Long Beach. What did you how many, how many seconds did he win by? Uh, the producer told me a million, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but John Barnes said or, a million. Or 23. <laughs> felt like a million. Yeah. All right, so we have a great shout-out today. We're going to yes. welcome back Nate Ryan. What do you have, Nate? Yeah, so the parade lap for this week's IndyCar race in Toronto, Robert Wickens is going to be driving on the parade lap with his fiance in the passenger seat. He's going to be using hand controls because, as we know, as you see there, he's still in a wheelchair, still recovering from his crash at Pocono Lab last year. This is his hometown race as a native of Toronto, so a really cool moment here uh, before wow. the Toronto IndyCar Grand Prix. Yeah, that's going to be a moment that is yeah. definitely bigger than sports, yes. bigger than that race. That's, um, I mean, I don't even know how to yeah. describe it. It's, it's going to be spectacular. Life. That guy is inspirational. Yes, he is. End of story. Like, he is amazing what he's been doing, and 
him sharing it on social media has been awesome because you get to follow along and it's not just the good stuff either, right? He shows you the struggles yeah. and my God, yeah. my goodness, he's he's been amazing. So thankfully, if the weather holds out, which I said I was not going to talk about weather, we're going <laughs> to race Saturday night. I'm going to be at home, so I'll be able to see that, I assume, 3 o'clock. See it on NBCSN. Yes. Right. Okay. It's going to be a we great event. That's we cool. That is really cool. All right, so coming up next, we get to go to Kentucky this weekend, and we have seen some great racing there. We're going to talk Kentucky when we come back. all right, so we're leaving Daytona. A lot of wrecks, a lot of action in Daytona. Now we're going to Kentucky. And let's look at these playoff standings. Who's in trouble and who's in great shape? I'm telling you, if I'm on the right side of the board, the pressure's there. Ryan Blaney, William Byron. William's actually done a nice job yes. of, of gaining some points there. He's over a race. Jimmy Johnson, even with back-to-back -to -back top fives, is only 34 points. I'm not sure I feel good about 34 points. And, and do we dare mention Clint Boyer? Clint Boyer has <laughs> been on the slide, the, pick, the points <laughs> yes. slide. Yeah. Um, I pick on because Clint and I are a lot alike. We yeah. talk fast. We make a lot of jokes. I know this is not a joking matter for Clint Boyer. They have got to have a solid point state. They don't have to win, yeah. but just some points and some stages and just stop the bleeding a little. Okay, and there, therein lies a, a lot of what's going to happen. Points and stages. Give me some points somewhere. E even if you fall out in that last segment, do something in the first segment. Do something in the second. Will we see some of these guys, as you say, on the right side of the board, mm. start to gamble a little bit on segments and give up track position at some places where track position is critical for wins? And look at Eric Jones. Daniel Suarez and Eric Jones. I mean, both of those guys, man, yeah. they got to find a way to make something happen. And Eric Jones continues to be there, right? Yeah. Every time yeah. we look up, that's yeah. where he is. He hasn't found a way to move forward. And, and you mentioned at stage points, uh, but this racetrack, I mean, I mean, it is. This is a very, very difficult race. Yeah. I have never. I, when I drove the NBC Toyota car last year, I drove into turn three and I can't remember. Almost missed I, it. Remember, I came yeah. in a booth and I'm like, oh my god! It's. I mean, it's so flat. flat. I mean, it's a so very flat. difficult so, track. Think about this. This new package, wide open through one and two. Don't you think on the restarts? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? You get to turn three. Not wide open. Not wide open. <laughs> so figure it out. I don't, I don't. I can't believe they would. They could even think about wide open through three and four. I mean, I mean, the reason I say it is just because look at this. This is just some some shots of what restarts look like. How, how can you be the seventh car in line and be thinking points? You you've had to do this. You have points raced. Can you even think points in this chaos? So so for a guy like so individually, right? Each team's different. So yeah. for a guy like Boyer, they got to quit having problems, right? He needs yeah. to have a clean race. He's outrunning the people yeah. that are behind him in points, but he's got to have a clean race. But you, if you start thinking. I gotta have a clean race. I can't wreck. How do you run? Oh yeah, worse. worse. Don't hit the golf ball you, in the wall. You've got to you got to stay in your rhythm. You got to yeah. play your game. Yeah. You can't change your game. If your game is go for it every lap, you got to go for it every lap. Eventually, you run through that. You know, and we are, we know it as as a crew chief, as a driver. You go through that time when you have bad races, bad races, bad races, and then you'll have twenty races, and they're great races, and you don't know why because you didn't change the way you drove. 
things just fall the right way. But you can't back off of what your game plan is. I'll tell you one thing. I said it during the uh, delay yesterday before the race was called. If if you're Clint Boyer, you had to be cheering that Justin Haley won that race. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because take Eric Jones or someone. Yes, if we pop yes. that playoff leaderboard up there one yes. more time, let's just remind yeah. the fans. Let's just be remind the fans this is not only a points race. Yeah. If Ricky Stenhouse, Paul Renari, Eric Jones, and Daniel Suarez wins, they move to the left in yellow yeah. and at Planko. Ding, 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 ding. Everybody goes down. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad sign. And, and, and a lot of people, when, when Ricky got in trouble early and, and spun down through there, like, well, there's one. Yeah. Next thing you know, he right. drives his way right back to the front. And it's like, okay, he's back again, man. So Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yes. Like, you know that he went to Daytona thinking, I have to win this race. Yes. I know. So yeah. how does he, what do they do? You know, right? His teammate. You know, I, I think about him. I think about, right. you know, uh, how how that six car, you know, on restarts, he's going to be crazy aggressive fighting for that track position. Every team's in a different situation. Yeah. I think Ricky needs to play a little game of chicken with these guys. He needs to drive off in there saying, you're in, I'm not. So are you willing to drive off in here in two and three? Why? Yeah, my point is, and that, and that even goes on top of the pit box. If I'm the crew chief, I'm taking two tires. I'm taking gas only. Yeah. I'm putting my car out. I'm going to continue to be in the forefront of the people that are racing me in points' minds, even yeah. if it doesn't work. Uh, yes. You know, if you're rolling off for a restart, and here he is in the front row, but, and, but you know. Therein lies your thing. You're racing those guys. I am. You're, yeah. If I'm on That's top right. of the pit box, if I, I am. And if I'm, I'm, if I'm a driver, I'm basically racing those guys. If I've got a shot to go up front and, and win this thing, I am. But I want to know where those guys are at all times. I, I, I think Stenhouse, I think you have a great point. I think, you, you remember what they said, remember what you heard from the winning car this week? We're not racing for points. That's right. Basically, we have nothing to lose. I think that's where Stenhouse yeah. can go. I think he yeah. just needs to go and say, you know what? We got to make something happen. Yeah. And if and if bad things happen to other people along the way, then that's just what it's going to be. And pay attention because I hear all the time, nobody should points race. If you're Ricky Stenhouse and there's an accident and you see Clint Boyer and Ryan Newman and Daniel Suarez in it, well, yeah. then you need to have a little conversation on the radio. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of telling Ricky, listen, buddy, you know, we're 45 behind. This is not the race to go three wide and crazy up yep. top. You know, we've already have a little bit of it. You know, understand the situation. Yep. Yeah. Well, Kyle, guess what we have coming up next? No clue. We have a special episode Ooh. of Let Me Say This. <laughs> but the difference is we have feedback from fans. This oh, my gosh. Coming up next, Encore presentation of some Sunday's IMSA race at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park in Ontario. And if you missed the action while watching Daytona, don't worry, it's straight ahead on NBCSN. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Then I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Okay, I'm going to say this. No, let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. All right, I guys, so seriously, let me say this. I love, I love that, man. I love it. Nate Ryan's back. Yes, he is. And he's going to moderate this Let Me Say This session. Is that fair? It's fair. It seemed appropriate, given a lot of people talking about yesterday's race at Daytona. So hashtag Let Me Say This. We'll start with Bryson T. Even though he is an Xfinity Series driver, Bryson still thinks Justin Haley and Spire deserve a playoff spot. If a smaller team is able to capitalize, they deserve a chance to compete for the championship. So two things here. Justin Haley's not eligible for cup points, so NASCAR would have to suspend that. And two, Spire isn't anywhere near the top 30, which it needs to be to make the playoffs. So should NASCAR suspend that and put these guys in the playoffs? It's your segment. I'm not going first. Yeah. I, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, I don't change the rule just because they – no. I mean, we didn't for um, 
Ross. The great, yeah, the Ross greatest Ch driver. Ross the one Chastain, you mentioned was yeah. the greatest driver. Yeah, Ross Chastain. <laughs> so, yeah, so don't, I don't think you should change midstream. <laughs> not even worth it. It's not a conversation. Not even a conversation. Yeah. Like the rules are the rules. It, yeah. it, you you got to be in. You got to, you know, pick a, pick a series and stick with it. Okay. Pick a lane. All pick right. a lane, Nate. Hashtag, let me say this. Jacob Morgan wants to know with all this negative talk surrounding Spire, will their mindset going forward be to prove everyone wrong? I hope they have the resources to pull, yeah. out, pull yeah. prove everyone yeah. wrong. Yes, they definitely want to prove everyone wrong. The question is, can they can they rally enough sponsorship and all the things necessary to be successful in this series? Can they do that? It's going to take time to make that happen, but I know they yeah. want to. So listen, yeah. Spire is not new. Spire Motorsports is new. The sports agency has worked with some major companies yeah. and some major sponsors and major manufacturers. They've been this, around the sport a long time. I think them starting this race team, they were already, we're going to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. I, I think that decision was made 18 weeks ago. Yeah, and I, I would just go one step further. That's in a racer's DNA. That's what drives yeah. it. That's what drives racing people is to prove everybody wrong. Hey, just so you know, that's how Austin Dillon and the 14 wrecked. Yeah, they were going to uh, prove, prove each other wrong. Each other wrong. <laughs> Great. That's good. Hashtag, let me say this, at ScottyStyles29 wants to know, uh, it's crazy that some are taking away from Haley's win. What if it was one of their favorite drivers? They would have been happy. Does the fact that Justin Haley, a road of unknown winning this race, change the game? My driver's got the best crew chief in the <laughs> business. He deserves to win. Hey, I said it before. <laughs> that's what it would I be. I hope he has a trophy case, and I hope he has a spot for that trophy, because it doesn't matter what people yeah, think. That's right. And let's be real clear to everybody out there. They did not give him this win. He put himself. Yeah, he that, won. Team, that team put themselves in position. They won the race. He wasn't declared the winner. They didn't give it to him. He won the race. All right. Hashtag, let me say this. Tyler Sarf and Cameron Stumbo both, both kind of have the same tweets here. They both want to know, will there be another first-time winner? And do you think it might be William Byron? Well, Mr. Two First-Time Winners, he predicted it last week. Wow. You already got one of them. No, no, listen, to be clear, <laughs> I said new winners this year. I didn't predict two new winners. Oh, okay, 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 so, okay. But I appreciate you trying to make it okay, look smart. No, no, I wasn't that far out there. Yeah. Uh, so basically the question is, will there be another one and will it be William Byron? Um, I wouldn't be shocked if William Byron wins. He's not on my short list, but I yeah. think he could win. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if William won. I wouldn't be shocked if, if Daniel won. I wouldn't be shocked if... if a guy like that one, no. All right. And finally, hashtag, let me say this. Avid viewer Rick Allen wants to know, hey, Steve Latart, can anyone get that weather company lightning app we were talking about? Uh, well, I will tell that um, that great viewer that I would download that app and not go by my weather predictions because last week I was wrong. So I'm not speaking of weather. I'm just excited to go to the Kentucky. <laughs> well, listen, let's just leave it there. Just this, uh, it. That was a great episode. That yes. was a great episode. Emsa racing next, but <laughs> the highlight of the weekend right here, man. Oh. He dropped his pin. National television. He dropped there his pin. Oh. I knew where it was going. Oh. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.